this English football league, right? Like, right. oh, I'll right. watch Arsenal versus Leicester City or whatever. And I know the players. Um, and so, like, I've been really, like, trying to get myself up on, like, tactics and analysis. And I'm watching a hell of that stuff on YouTube. And the good thing about it is, like... What, Ellis? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, in a second. Yeah, he took a late nap. That's why. Whoa, with 121. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he took a late nap, dude. So, anyway. What was I? Actually, hold on a second. I'm going to go move Ginny to her bed. Yep. Yeah, it's been a while. It goes by really fast, and I guess uh, we'll talk about it. But I mean, life. it's gone by fast, but yeah. it still feels like forever <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, I feel you. What are some holiday traditions that you had from childhood that you remember fondly or like really appreciated? Uh, and I wonder if any of you're bringing any of that to your your kids and your family now. This is a good question because I thought about this and most of my holiday traditions growing up were all religious based, like Catholic based, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I remember meeting every, having dinner every Sunday night uh, with, to do Advent wreath. Oh, shoot. Um, like What's right that? before. <laughs> I know, I know the advent calendar because of the, the, the toys or the cook, the chocolate that I never waited for till Christmas that, to eat. <laughs> what is an advent read? Wait, are you, you're for reals? You don't know? Yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in the church. Well, I didn't grow up in the church. I grew up going to church too, but I wasn't, we didn't go, we didn't do advent reads, so. Okay, so the first uh, the four Sundays before Christmas, uh, there is a wreath, and each you basically light a candle each week, right? Mm. So there's four candles. You do it every Sunday, and then there's a, I suppose, some sort of prayer ceremony that uh, that happens when you do it, when you light the wreath or whatever, right? So. The first week, you light a candle. The second week, there's two candles lit. And the third week, there's a pink candle. I don't really remember what that pink candle means, except okay. that there's only one more Sunday before Christmas. Okay. Um, so this was a tradition that I'm pretty sure my mom did when she was, I don't know, when she was young. And then she did it with us. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, I didn't love it, and that's certainly not what I'm uh, translating to my my kids or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So most of that was most of the I guess traditions, the holiday Christmas traditions, were religious based. 
Mm-hmm. I suppose there was um, opening present. Uh, sorry, opening presents Christmas Eve after midnight mass. Okay. Yeah. We'd always go to midnight mass, right? Um, and then we'd open presents after, and then we'd stay up probably until 4 a.m. Oh, playing man. with whatever that we got or whatever. And then we would get up late, and then on Christmas Day, we would usually go to my grandma's house or my aunt's house and have like a big family celebration on yeah. my dad's side. Uh I guess opening presents after midnight and then celebrating with the big family the next day. That's something I certainly look fondly on. Yeah. Um, but in terms of our holiday traditions now, you know, I was just chatting with Tess a little bit earlier after you, uh, after you prompted this on the, on the on our document here but we're still trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. you know um so we've been back in the bay for what like five years Mm -hmm. and it seems like every holiday has been a little bit different yeah um i think last year uh tess baked cookies for santa and then the kids quote unquote helped um you know what i mean so yeah. but that's because they were old enough to quote unquote help so yeah that will probably be one but i think we're still building yeah still trying to figure out what our holiday traditions are going to be i mean the whole thing about like family since my grandma passed in 2015 mhm it's just kind of been a free for all. Like some of my aunts who have hosted uh, these big parties, they've kind of all moved out of the area. So we don't mm. really have a big house to go to anymore that could house everybody. Right. And I think everyone's just kind of done their own thing. And that was the same for Thanksgiving as well. So I think everyone is still trying to figure out what their own holiday traditions are going to be within each family, but it's certainly not going to be as big anymore. Yeah. What about you? It's Yeah. It's an interesting year too, because for sure, if you are trying to keep your distance, uh, it kind of forces you to, to do holidays differently because if you're used to, doing some sort of like big gathering even if it's just for i don't know a couple hours not like you did when you were a kid where you're just at someone's house for the whole day uh you're you're still kind of like re reinventing things because of you know we're we're celebrating holidays in the in the pandemic yeah for sure i mean what did you do for thanksgiving uh we just stayed home. <laughs> we ordered some food, catered, uh, that we picked up the day before, two days before, and heated it up at some point and then just ate it. And then 
Malcolm and I took a nap and then that's it. <laughs> but did you do any like Zoom meetings with family or anything like that? Not really. We okay. we called my we called our parents separately. Um mm-hmm. the her parents don't really I mean their family doesn't really celebrate Thanksgiving and I mean I don't really think celebrate Thanksgiving that much either but my my mom likes likes it cuz they like to cook and um bring people together. Yeah. And it's never been that big since we've been adults because um my cousins my cousin's family is pretty big, so if we were celebrating, it would be with them. But like, uh, mm. my mom has opted for kind of a smaller, smaller vibe. Right. Um, yeah. Even before Malcolm was around, so we're we're pretty used to kind of like quiet Thanksgivings. Um, and even before the pandemic, I remember you know like with, you know, with our our friend group we'd still play some sort of turkey bowl, even if like the last three years have been really, has been really been sad football. <laughs> Maybe 15 <laughs> minutes of football they're... and 20 minutes, two, two hours of, um, you know, just effing around, which is probably the, the extent of our uh, conditioning, except for maybe your brother. <laughs> um, we'd still, you know, we'd hang out with my, my parents and then, we usually would find ourselves at someone, one of our friends' houses. So it might have been like with Eric's house or um, or Eric's yeah. family's house, um, and just kind of hanging out that way. But so for Thanksgiving hasn't been too big, but like you, we're kind of just creating those on our own. And Malcolm's only four, so this idea of family holiday traditions is really new because you know when he was. Up till you know, every year before yeah. this year, his cognition of what was going on really wasn't there, right? You know, first two years, yeah, obviously, sure. doesn't know. Age three, maybe knows a little bit, but it's all kind of like... Uh, yeah, he just thinks he's going out. Yeah, yeah. So this year, he's definitely much more conscious of everything, um, which is funny because there's a podcast that and I listen to but her more more frequently called uh, Mom and Dad are Fighting which I think I've talked about in the podcast before but they, they basically are just three journalists who happen to be parents and none of them are parent experts which you know I don't know who the hell is a parent expert anyway but um, <laughs> her question they take user questions and her question yeah. got asked last year about um, what like perspectives on bringing Santa, the Santa myth into the family or into the home. Um, I forgot the question in particular, but like, you know, there's just a lot of, um, there's the mythology around it, but there's also like, you know, uh, weird, um, like patriarchy and rate, like, white supremacy in that where it's like okay let's welcome this random white person into the house that they can break in and drop off gifts and they're the they're the um white savior thing kind of thing (laughs) 
to this right. year where it's like we're full on doing Christmas stuff. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, because he's, he's so really what conscious it, what of was it, the res- right? Huh? Yeah, well, what was their response from the the podcast? Oh, uh, they were they laughed at it because they're like, well, that's true. At the same time, it's kind of like they had they had um, they don't like to they don't typically uh, they're very responsive and supportive of most of the questions. Because um, usually when I hear some of the questions, I'm like rolling my eyes. I'm like, dude, that's your issue, not the kids. But anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> they're like. Good question. Kind of picking at it a little bit, but they're like, you know, it's really up to your family. It, it makes sense. Um, because there's some level of... I I understand the, the context of Santa Claus, but I, I also, I think from like a emotional and psychological development thing, that I think there's um, there's a big value in kids being able to kind of um, latch on to imagination in a sense, you know? Um, and not from like kind of like the Christian guilt or Catholic guilt, sorry, Christians, Catholic guilt that uh, <laughs> we've grown up with, right? Where they, there's kind of this amalgamation of Santa Claus and Jesus where it's like um, – you have to do good because he's watching you, and it's like, who are you talking about, Santa or Jesus? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, I forgot. I could link up the, the. Well, so like, at at what at what point did you did it essentially break? You're like, okay, fine, we'll do Christmas stuff. No, I think it just happened. I mean, I, I think okay. it's just like going with the flow. You know, a big thing in terms of this energy around Christmas and celebrating the holiday spirit um, in terms of just, you know, like the decorations and stuff is because we moved into a new home, right? This is our new home. And we can talk about, I think we're going to talk about that later. But this is our new home. Definitely a topic of conversation for later. Yep. So we, you know, we moved in. What was it? September? September maybe? And so that meant that meant we had like four weeks before four to six weeks before Halloween. So we decorated we decorated our porch with a little bit of um Halloween stuff, right? And so like that turns around to okay, let's take down the Halloween stuff. And let's put up Christmas lights. And um, obviously there's one element of it where we're like, oh, we're owning our own place. Who, who Not just from like a monetary standpoint, but from like a, a emotional, spiritual place. And obviously mm-hmm. Malcolm enjoys it and all that stuff. Um, and kind of just like, I think that was kind of like the, the gates opening. And also him just being really excited about it. Um, we we still pick at him, not pick at it. We still pick at the idea. <laughs> um, so Hung bought uh, some ornaments from Black Santa, the one that uh, Baron Davis had set up in yeah. um, Jack London Square. So we have some of those ornaments and one of the Santa decorations that we have at home, which we got from Target, is um, a brown skin Santa. Um, so we're still kind of like, you know, 
challenging that idea, but for the most part, sure. definitely like all in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do have friends that do Elf on the Shelf. Oh, yeah. And I had no idea what that was. Um, in fact, even now, I don't really know. I suppose it's just trying to keep kids behaving properly, <laughs> right? Yeah. Is that what it is? Like, I, hey, don't I guess, do what the elf does? I don't really know. They, I know that they do it at his daycare. And mm. I see our, you know, some friends. I don't know if we have, it's our shared friends, but we have, I have friends who post their elf on the shelf on their Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, uh, I've seen that too. I really have no clue what the elf in the shelf ethos is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it seems like it's a marketing thing because I think it's a book, right? Yeah, yeah. And then everyone's just like, "Hey, let's just just make it real life." Yes. Um, yeah, I and mean, like, I, I wrote... everyone has an elf on the shelf, and they name it and give it some kind of character. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've seen the raunchy elves for sure. <laughs> Pictures of the oh, raunchy no. elves. Yeah, even like sexy elf on the shelf. <laughs> Uh, yeah, even like Ginny, I think was like, oh yeah, my classmate has an elf on the shelf. Yeah. And you know how, you know, she gets, Yeah, I mean, you, you'll probably learn in a couple of years, but she'll mention something as like a hint. Yeah. You know? Oh, we're not waiting a couple of years. He already does that. But Malcolm's passive aggressive way to ask for something. And he's been doing this, I don't know, for for how long, majority of this year. I shouldn't say majority of this year. I actually don't know. But he, he says, I wish I could watch TV right now. I oh, wish yeah. I could eat yeah. <laughs> a chocolate muffin right now. And we're at this point now, we're like, Malcolm, just say what you want. <laughs> exactly. That's Ellis, too. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about the Elf on the Shelf. I think we read it because I, um, the daycare that we're at encourages us get reading the book at home. And we have actually haven't done that since pan, the pandemic. But um, I mean, because we read some anyway, so it's it's fine. Like he, he really loves books, obviously. But there was something about the Elf on the Shelf that we were reading. We we're like, this is kind of funky. We're not going to read this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Being, yeah, know, well, yeah, not uh, not our cup of tea, I don't think, <laughs> up on the shelf. But it would make sense that if it, it was in a similar vein of, like, trying to control kids' behaviors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, that's what Santa is, right? Oh, Get you know what? Think, speaking of Santa Claus, I think one of the holiday traditions that we have done over the past few years was take a picture take a mm. santa picture at the stanford stanford santa mm. stanford mall santa but definitely not happening this year oh no yeah what we've been doing has been um driving around to either pre-prepared like huh like neighborhoods yeah have, neighborhoods uh, looking at lights that we could drive yeah. through. Yeah. Yesterday we ended up driving to 
this area in North Berkeley that supposedly had a couple of houses that were dressed up or that were lighted up and decorated. It ended up being one. <laughs> it oh, was no pretty. I mean, they didn't have like all these characters or anything like that, but like they had lights on everything and it was, um, it was really nice. Like the, it wasn't like super bright. It was just, you know, they, they, they put some care into the, the hue and the brightness of the lights that they chose and stuff. But it was just I mean, there's, the one. <laughs> there are some places that have the lights synced to certain songs. Yeah. And not even Christmas songs. Like I saw one that was like, the weekend blinding lights. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Where was that? That's tight. I can't remember. I just, it was no. linked to me on YouTube. Oh. There's supposedly one I in f- Fairfield that we might check out at some point. Huh. Yeah. Not sure about driving that far, but it might <laughs> be nice to just take the kids out. Like, the kids haven't been in this, in the car together. I don't know. I can probably count maybe less than five times Damn. since no, maybe, maybe more than that. Maybe 10 times since pandemic started. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like at, at the same time, at the yeah. same time, yeah. like, you know, I would take Ginny to gymnastics or I'll take Alice to, uh, his gymnastics class. Mm-hmm. But I think there's one Actually, in I might San be Carlos. Out of my ass. There's supposedly there's uh, supposedly a not supposedly there is a neighborhood or like a block. Yeah, I think we tried to drive there last year, but I think we came after they started to take them all down. I think it was after mm. New Year's or something. Mm. So I think maybe this year. I have a friend that lives in San Carlos, so I should probably hit him up, and he probably knows where it is. Yeah, who knows? She's been a. Uh, researching there's a website of tracking all of the um rec- or uh, holiday recommendable um i wonder if it's different from like the halloween neighborhoods right i wonder if there's yeah. like okay we'll do halloween but then we're not going to do christmas we're, yeah. we're going to let the other part of town do the <laughs> christmas stuff from our, our anecdotal experience, there's a there's a neighborhood here in Oakland that's really well known for their Halloween uh, their Halloween decorations and stuff, and just like their spirit because then they 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 would set up some of them set up like food for kids, games for kids, but they also like some of them set up wine uh, wine bars for the parents. They totally don't, they didn't do anything this year, which makes a lot of sense because they're like, one, they probably don't want people roaming around the neighborhood during a pandemic. And two, yeah, um, you know, just making it clear to folks that don't come here um, for that. You don't need to come here for that. But we drove through that neighborhood this year and maybe they're still in the same vibe, but they didn't really have a lot of Christmas lights. But definitely yeah. for Halloween, the that is the neighborhood to go to. Maybe to, yeah. 
Um, any any holiday pop culture that you are particularly connected to that you've been passing on to your kids or that have kind of like permeated your fam? That that doesn't necessarily that you grew up with or that Tess grew up with, but just like things that you um, y'all are like enjoying. For me, uh, not personally, but I know Tess really loves playing Christmas music around this time. Mm -hmm. So over the last like week or so while she was decorating the tree, she'd just, you know, throw on Apple music and play whatever playlist, right? Um, And it's a mix of the classics. And then I think she did... uh, Christmas, like Soul Christmas or something like oh, that, yeah. which has like the Boys to Men yeah. album, you know, mm-hmm. and that's pretty cool. It's it's nice to listen to something other than podcasts <laughs> and <laughs> and like the Just Dance playlist, Blackpink. Yeah. yeah. Um, but real talk, like listening to Blackpink is is probably way better than Kids Bop or My Little Pony soundtrack. Oh, God. I don't know what Blackpink yeah. is, but I could just imagine. <laughs> oh, you'll Mal- know. You'll Malcolm isn't you'll really know. into like the little uh, the little baby bum music anymore. Oh, um, thank God. Yeah. So there's a few, I mean, he's into Disney Junior songs, and then now he's really into the Jingle Jangle soundtrack, the Netflix movie. Um, mm. Don't but, know that one. Yeah, I can talk about it later. The Ellis, I think Ellis is singing Dua Lipa, Don't Start Now, a <laughs> lot. But everything has been just dance, man. Just dance. I. Both of them are really good, man. They're pretty good. They are pretty good. I mean, they're on it. I mean, I know the last video that you posted was of Ginny for her seventh seventh birthday, right? Yeah. Um, But I kind of couldn't keep my eyes off of Ellis. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. (laughs) Same with everything else, right? (laughs) I mean, Ginny is the one that wants to, she's the one that suggests doing a video. Yeah. Right. She's like, oh, I want to shoot it. I want to make another dance video. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, you, like you let me know when you want to do it and then you pick the song and, and then, you know, Ellis is always down. Um, but it's, it's essentially, she's like PMing it. Yeah. She's a project manager. <laughs> Yeah, the funny, it was Ellis wearing the same shirt in the first in, in those two videos. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it's um, Kung noticed that, and then we were like watch, looking at it, and we we're like, I was thinking, I don't, it's been a short few months, but man, he's grown. <laughs> Malcolm's grown a lot too. Dude, they're hella big now. Yeah. Yeah, That's you crazy. know, we, when we first moved into this house. Malcolm couldn't reach his lights. He still can't turn them on, but now he can jump up and turn them off. And when he did that, like, I think it was two weeks ago, we were like, oh, man. 
because you know you don't really pay attention to them growing up except for clothes um or when you exactly. pick them up and they're like hella heavy um but those those indications of the growth and the kind of like coming out of nowhere kind of thing i mean it's only been a few months right that we moved in and he's now at least able to jump up and reach the the lights and other things yeah man i'm um, trying to think if there's any other holiday things yeah. they did enjoy making a gingerbread house earlier mm. we went to costco and then just picked one of those like kits up yeah um who was thinking about doing that i didn't i never grew up doing gingerbread houses um neither neither did i yeah so that is like really out of my kind of radar yeah same i grew up with um christmas music and in particular okay. and there's certain there's certain christmas music that I associate it back to my mom because my mom's the one who would be playing the Christmas music, um, you know, throughout the house during the the season. Um, and so they're definitely her favorites. But the one that I think our family kind of all kind of internalized as our as a favorite was the Jackson Five Christmas album. Mm, okay. And, uh, I would play that for Malcolm, and he he had some fun with that last year. And then this year, it's funny because um, he asked me he asked me yesterday or the other day. He's like, "How do you buy music?" Because I was explaining um, getting music or whatever. And he's mm-hmm. like, "If we play something on our in in the car or home," and he's like, "Monaco's her his a uh, daycare teacher." Um, <laughs> he's like, oh, Monaco has this song. Like she owns it, but she's probably just streaming it. <laughs> right. Um, no, nah, maybe she's playing it on a cassette tape, dude. I know. Right. Maybe, maybe she made her, this, this is her like mixtape for her kids. That she... Exactly. <laughs> every, every season has its own mixtape. Except that she went into the future to include Ariana Grande in it and then went back to when their kids were three. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Is it the but, Ariana Grande Christmas song with like Mariah Carey on it too? And Jennifer Um Hansen? No, the one that I asked him if he if Monaco also had was uh I think Sansa Baby or whatever. I don't I'm not sure what the, the the oh, name of okay. the song, but I'm not mad at the Ariana Grande Christmas music. The the stuff that I've heard, I can listen to it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have holiday traditions that you're passing down to your kids? Or are you creating some new ones with them? Let us know. Hit us up. Quickly, though, uh, I wanted to say what I'm into next, but yeah. I kind of wanted to ask you first, like, yeah. uh, have you been following sports during this pandemic at all? Off and on. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm kind of the same. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, um, the NFL can, whatever. I don't really give a shit about the NFL and, you know, I grew up being a Niner fan, but I'm like, I really want the Bills to win the NF- the, the Super Bowl this year. Um, for no other reason that, like, it'd be great for the Bills to win. But fuck the NFL as an organization. Um, as a record label yeah, as, and a crew, as a mother. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I love basketball, man. I love... <laughs> So I'm excited. Yeah, to, so I mean, I'm, so I'm you watch the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you so you followed the everything in the bubble and all that stuff. Um. I I yeah I watched the playoffs. Um, I watched. I watched the playoffs and watched the finals, but I I, I wasn't like glued to TV, and not just because the Warriors were same because I I typically would watch the NFL. I mean the NBA finals um but yeah i mean it's it's one of those things it, it, it was easier to support the nba because like the nba players were standing up for things you know yeah, forget whatever definitely. they were saying in the bubble or what was on the court but like the nba players as human beings were standing up for a lot of different things and you know obviously the WNBA players have been doing this for years um, right. Yeah. So on on that tip, in terms of managing a pandemic and racial um, racial justice uprisings, um, is e- it's easier to watch them as opposed to watching other sports. Yeah. Um. Their setup was actually also better. You know, like the the that video low. and like it was more co- more of a compelling view. Um, yeah, and especially with that like low camera where the yeah. like the floor seats would be, right? Yeah, like that was really cool. Yeah, and you know, other than like lack of energy, like, and this is one of those things where like you know I, I get tired of like old heads saying like oh there's too much uh, camaraderie with like players. They, I want I I I want those days when players hate each other. I'm like these players could love each other right right before the tip off and they like will kill each other on the court you know what i mean like not like legitimately kill each other but like they'll play hard potentially get into some scuffles they don't want to hurt each other but like they could love each other but still play really um you know really beautiful and competitive basketball yeah and they're all in the same place so like whatever yeah so that that but yeah, for other sports, you know, I watch baseball here and there because it's kind of an easy watch. Um, and then like, there's not we we try to limit what Malcolm watches on t uh, during the weekdays because he gets kind of turns into a monster after a couple, you know, two or three <laughs> episodes of anything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, how about you? Certainly, my sports watching has waned over the the pandemic, right? I just wasn't that interested. Um, yeah, I threw some baseball on and, mm-hmm. you know, again, like it was easy. Uh, NFL started. I was like, yeah. And then, you know, like 
Niners got all these injuries. I was like, eh, yeah, not really. And then basketball, like the 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 playoffs were actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing some of the storylines with Denver mm. beating the Clippers. Um, actually, maybe the you know the Clippers blowing three one, like <laughs> Doc Rivers blowing. Three, you know, yeah. like um, you know, didn't love the Lakers winning, but you know they got it done, which was what they were supposed to do. Yep. Uh, so no hate there. Yeah, and you know that was fine. You know this off season was kind of interesting on the Warriors side and. I was, I had definitely, my interest in sports kind of waned after I deleted my Twitter account. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I do miss the, some of the memes, those, like, I, I'm pretty sure there were a bunch of like Doc Rivers memes when the clips lost and seeing all the kind of the Laker stuff and Jimmy Butler and the yeah. Heat stuff. And, and you missed out on the the numerous Patino games. Yeah, definitely. Definitely missed, missed out on that. But um, I don't miss it, mm-hmm. right? Although um, I have been really getting into the English Premier League. <laughs> uh, I've been a Liverpool supporter for, I don't know, at least... 13 years maybe yep and then uh so they won the league for the first time in like 30 something years last year they were dominating last season up until pandemic um so it was kind of one of those like oh asterisk but they don't really do asterisks in there there hasn't really been a discussion because they were dominating so much Mm -hmm. that they wouldn't have even if it if it stayed on, then they still would have won. Yeah. Um, so this season, I've been watching a lot of English league games mm-hmm. and listening to a few podcasts, and I'm like hella into it, <laughs> um, which is kind of cool. Like so, in the same way that when I was really following NFL and NBA, like I would watch other teams and be like, oh yeah, this, I, I'm really interested in the style of play for Houston versus, you know, like um, versus the Spurs or something like that. Like two teams I'm not really that interested in, but then I'm applying those same like mentality when I'm watching like, English Premier League, it's tight because since it's in England, the games are hella early, right? Mm. So the latest game you'll will probably start at like maybe noon on a weekend, and then you're like done by like one thirty. Uh. That's even if you want to watch the game, All right. you know? Yeah. Like some games are like four thirty a.m., but I'm not waking up for those. and the YouTube has like extended highlights Mm -hmm. and that's a really good package anyway. (laughs) Or isn't like every season there's one team that gets dropped out of the premier league because they suck. And then some other team from another league 
will get yes. promoted. So there's the top tier league and then the the one level below. Mm-hmm. So the bottom three teams um, basically get demoted and they go down to the lower league. Mm. And then the three teams from the lower league get promoted. Um, sorry, if, if you're interested in kind of learning more about kind of like the way that English uh, Football Association works, mm-hmm. you should watch, um, it's called uh, Take Us Home, Leeds United. Okay. Uh, it is a docu-series and, you know, you and I both love sports docu-series, right? So if you ever are interested in hearing a really good story, um, you should check that out. Mm. And there's also one called Sunderland Till I Die, which is on Netflix. And what's really cool about these um, soccer, English soccer team documentaries is like how much of the of that city's identity Hmm. like falls in with the success of the, of their football club. Yeah. So these stories talk about the supporters and like how heartbroken they get when they, when they lose a match and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm not really, sure if there's I mean we all know that there are like hella diehard fans and sports leagues around here but I'm not even really sure if it compares to like the devotion of like English football I would say that maybe like college Mm -hmm. um yeah I think the devotion is probably for college college sports right um but yeah, if you're interested at all, and you know, in case you run out of things to watch during this pandemic because they're not producing a bunch of stuff, yeah. give it a watch. All right. How has the pandemic affected your sports intake? Brought it up, brought it down, not really interested. Let us know. Okay, dead moments. Um. Oh. Well, Malcolm at four years old has learned how to bike. Yes, I've seen those videos. <laughs> Good job, Malcolm. Good job, Malcolm. So the, and you know it's it's funny because it's been a primar- primarily pandemic uh a course of time in terms of learning it because uh he was already you know playing with a, a balanced bike before the pandemic hit but you know like when he was home with us for those first month home with us every day for the first month and a half you know we had to do something right and um you know getting out to where I've talked about like a, a place where um, 
it was wide open, no cars, easy to social distance. He was, when we first got out there, he would still like do his balance bike very, very slowly. I mean, he'd tiptoe along. Um, and then at some point he felt comfortable, uh, going a little faster, but he was still going really slowly. And then again, at some other point, he was able to pick up a little speed and turn a little bit. And all this is legit happened since March. Right. And then, so it, it took a while for him to feel comfortable to, to get onto the balance bike and a lot of times you know like i had to you know just like nag him into doing it (laughs) um and yeah like something like you know in in our new neighborhood there's there's the sidewalks are a little bit uh smoother there's less um hills at least for the immediate block and um yeah he's picked up confidence and then like part of it was like figuring out how to start pedaling without me holding him and you know within a week of him practicing pedaling actually two weeks of him practicing pedaling to me only holding him for a second i mean he picked it up pretty quickly yeah nice man yeah like also no uh no training wheels, right? At no. All. Yeah. We, we, we went the balance bike route or like, okay, yeah, balance bike is balance bike is great. Um, we had one for Ginny and she, she also, I mean, she's, she just turned seven, but you know, like we kind of do like, Oh, maybe we should get her on a bike. Mm-hmm. And you know, she's had a bike that had training wheels and she's done it and she, can go pretty fast on a bounce bike. And then one day we were just like, let's just take the training wheels off. (laughs) And then I was like, Hey, you know, start doing it with the balance bike. Just like start going the way that you would with a balance bike and then start pedaling. Yeah. And then that same day, you know, like took the training wheels off. She was biking. Mm -hmm. It was like, great. Yeah. It was like, Shit, balance bike really worked. <laughs> and then with Ellis, with I think the he's kind of going through the same thing that Malcolm did, right? Where like he would start slow, yeah, and then um, kind of build confidence. And right now, because he's seeing Ginny go fast, he obviously wants to go faster. Yeah. So what he's trying to do is he's like, um, kind of like uh, kicking with both feet to mm. get going yeah. and then he'll like keep his feet up for as long as he can. Nice. So I was like, okay, pretty soon you're going to be ready yeah. and you'll be, you'll be like riding around like Malcolm with, with, uh, so yeah, a balanced bike. That's where it's at, man. Yep. yep. You know, and it, the, the, the cool thing with the biking thing is, um, you know, it's, you, you, you don't, I don't think about it in terms of like landmarks in terms of like, parenthood and stuff but like you know taking a moment to kind of just uh be you know proud of things you know like Mm -hmm. obviously it it was malcolm who learned how to learn a bike but 
you know, I had a big role in that. Um, I mean, we both did, but I also, you know, I, 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 I can acknowledge my part in, in helping him, you know, feel comfortable and also nagging and all, <laughs> all the different things and coming up with terminology that he is comfortable with that we transitioned from the, the balance bike to the pedal bike. Right. Um, yeah. And it feels good to, to know that the, you know, that I helped him, you know, reach a, a big landmark in, you know, growing up. Yeah, man. Shout out to you. <laughs> I definitely felt the same way with, with Ginny as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun, man. Pan- pandemic biking. Pandemic and that's bike. another thing too. Like I know you just bought a bike, right? Yeah. So you can ride with him, right? Yeah. Yeah. I bought a, uh, one of those big wheel BMX cruiser bikes that, um, I will probably never, ever learn how to do a trick on, but it, there's so much more, it's so much more easy to cruise and like follow, ride with him because like, you know, my other bikes that I've been using for the past, well, actually it seems like it's been longer, but for my commute bike, I was using a single speed, um, which was fun. Like it, I didn't know what it was like. I just bought a cheap one online and then I had a lot of fun riding it as a single speed. Um, but because it's a road tire, you know, like they're super skinny. Mm-hmm. That anytime I'm looking not forward, I don't really feel super balanced. But like right. this cruiser bike with these, um, they're not like fat tires, but they're just like thicker tires. And then um, a different like geometry and how you sit. It's like I did a seven plus minute like IG live with him biking around. We're not going fast, but then it was like it's super easy just to, to ride it. Just but, chill. Yeah. And it also looks cool, but you know, that's <laughs> a part of it. <laughs> so most of the video was actually just you on your bike. <laughs> I know. And then just like, there's Malcolm. Kind of... He's, he's around, but look at my selfie. Yeah. So my dad moment is, um, I mentioned this earlier, but like the kids are super into just dance. Mm-hmm. And so, You've played Just Dance before, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> this was a cue for you to say that your your arms got sore I, because you, know, you were I did, dancing you know, for fifteen minute dance workout, probably you know twelve, ten minutes of dancing, of not really doing anything with my arms, and I, I still was sore, but you know whatever. Watch my what, what song? Hashtag. <laughs> People do things, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> that is a callback. Anyway, there is a, uh, I guess you get rated yeah. f- by how you do your dance, right? Yeah. So Ellis and his sister, they they dance all the time. But Ellis gets really, really frustrated when he doesn't get the rating that he wants, right? Yeah. So as you dance and you hit the moves, you get points and you get more stars. And then, you know, he can probably pretty get he can pretty much get five stars on a lot of songs. Mm. But there are certain songs where he wants to get um Megastar, which is I think I don't really know what the point total is, but 
he can get superstar a lot. Yeah. But he wants megastar. <laughs> so he'll dance and then he won't get megastar. And then he will like start crying. Oh no. Like because he's really upset that he doesn't get it. <laughs> and then you know, like <laughs> I'm trying to figure out I'm trying not to laugh for one. <laughs> yeah. Um we're telling him like, Well, you know, just keep trying. Yeah. Just keep practicing, you know, that's what, what you gotta do. And then we'll say like, Okay, if you're getting frustrated, just stop playing. Because that's what we tell him right. when he's playing Minecraft and yep. he's struggling, right? Like, okay, if you're getting frustrated, do something else. Yep. Stop playing the game or go play a different, join a different world or whatever, right? Yeah. So we're trying to do the same thing with um, Just Dance as well. But it's so cute when he gets hella frustrated, dude. <laughs> He's like, I didn't get Mega Star. And then he'll just like bury his face in his hands and then like put his head into the couch <laughs> and, and hella cry. And then, and Ginny's there. It's just like, it's okay. Try again. You can, you know, you'll get it. Just keep practicing. And, you know, <laughs> it's hella funny though. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I will, um, I'll put it on my IG story. Oh, put no. him on blast. Oh no. You are not okay. a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Alice, you're only a superstar. You're not a mega star yet. <laughs> Alright guys, that's gonna be our show for today. It has been a while. And it was really great to kind of chat with you again i know we only scratched the surface of what has happened since the last time we recorded mm-hmm. um but hopefully we can kind of reconnect or we can connect more um over the holidays and talk about the other shit that happened yep. uh, anyway uh thanks again for listening hope everybody has a happy holidays please stay safe wear your mask don't eat inside because we can't anyway Um, yeah anyway stay safe Uh, you can follow us on our socials but we don't really have any activity right anything posting anyway so at pop culture pod and we'll see you next time peace out